the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, 5'2". It's all I need, yeah. And 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. Welcome to tonight's Henry K Show. I'm just loving America even more tonight. Y'all want to know why? Because I just listened to President Donald J. Trump's announcement that he's running for office again for the presidency of the United States of America. Welcome to tonight's Henry K Show. The reaction to Donald J. Trump's announcement, and we want to hear from you. Did you listen to the speech? What stands out at you? First of all, I want to know: Are you happy that he's running for president? I want to know what you thought about the speech. What did you like about the speech? Did you hear what you wanted and needed to hear from Donald Trump tonight? If not, what was missing from the speech? 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. Now to bring in my Padna, uh, my Padna in crime here every night of the week. And I especially am happy to have him with me tonight on such an important night. Of course, I'm talking about DJ Potato Skins. Yeah, there's such a stark contrast when you hear President Trump speak and then you flash back to the dark, demonic uh, mm-hmm. speech given by Biden back in Philadelphia. Man, this was very energizing. It was. Um, and it's interesting because we were before the speech started, we were listening to doing some pre-show prep and we were listening to commentators talking about what they expected tonight. And they were like, Trump just cannot. He These rallies he's been doing, he's just been so dark. He's just he can't he can't do another grievance speech like like what is in take Trump out of the equation. First of all, has there ever been anything more dark than a president of the United States going to Philly? which was the seat in some ways, uh, you know, what the Liberty Bell is there. I mean, I know that that's not really where, but you know what Philly is considered to be Independence Hall and all that specifically goes to Philly and in front of a no other way to describe it, satanic backdrop, Very demonic, demonic backdrop, decided to call 75 million motor, uh, uh, MAGA voters as white supremacists. That's not dark. But oh, by the way. What's dark is what's been happening in this country in the last two years since the Biden administration and the lunatics on the left, as Trump called them tonight, took over. So what? Uh, uh, any Republican or uh, who's running for president in 2024 is supposed to t- step to the stage and say everything's great when we've got the highest inflation in 40 years? But I think that Trump, before I get into specifics, I actually think that he struck the right tones in terms of laying out the depths of the issues that 
we face right now in the United States without being dire, without being doomsday, being hopeful in part by recalling what he did in his time in office. And by the way, he what he didn't say tonight was that when he talked about what he accomplished, and then I'm gonna uh, then I'm gonna get into some of the things that he said tonight. We still want to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Are you glad that he's running? Would you like that you heard in the speech? Did you hear what you wanted to hear? What was missing for you in the speech? Do you think, I mean, what we've been hearing for the last week of the elections is that Trump can't win. He needs to go away. He's responsible for the non-red wave. Uh, Where are you guys at tonight with Trump? One of the things that he, when he was talking about what all he did in his time as presidency, one of the things he didn't point out was that he managed to accomplish every bit of that with... I would say not just one arm, but both arms tied behind his back with an attorney general who who recused himself and allowed the Department of Justice to be handed over to a coup attempt with an establishment party led by Paul Ryan in the House and Mitch McConnell in the Senate, who did everything they could 24 hours a day, day one, to stop the people's agenda. And yet you still see what he managed to accomplish for the United States of America. Anything before I give up my thoughts, anything that uh, that initially jumps out at you, Skins, in terms of what you heard? I know you're no, busy well, doing I mean, like things said, in the, the studio. The tone was perfect. Uh, he was very inspirational about what's on the line without making it seem too bleak. I liked, uh, I mean, specifically I liked that he didn't even mention the success of the shots. I think if he would have done that, I think he would have lost a lot of people. And so to ignore that, uh, yeah, he's got to speak out on that eventually. But I thought that was definitely a a win. I love how he started out by saying America's comeback starts right now. Yep, that was great. He started off the speech with something hopeful and inspiration. And it was centered on America, not him. I'm seeing all these kinds of of comments on on Twitter that, you know, Fox cut away because he was rambling. I will tell you that at one point in the foreign policy part, I do think he started to to wander a little bit. But you're going to criticize his delivery of a speech? Donald J. Trump, by the way, is the first former president I've ever seen in my life that looks just as good as he did the day he stepped into the office. Barack Obama included even looked like he had aged 30 years by the end of his second year. In office, his he had energy. He was clear, great candor. He, he, I, I mean, for the most part, he was tight and concise in his thoughts compared to a Joe Biden, who doesn't even know where he is half the time. And who, Trump did bring that up too. Well, yeah, <laughs> I thought he kept from. I thought he showed enough of that jab, you know, snarky Trump that we love. I thought he held. I thought there was just enough of that. Here's. I'm going to tell you guys a couple of things I was looking for. Then we're going to take a break, and then I'm going to tell you what I heard. One of the things that I was looking for is that I wasn't even sure how much I wanted him to talk about his time in office as much as I wanted him to be that guy who came down the escalator, the outsider coming in to talk about what he was going to do to restore America. And I didn't want him to get bogged down too much in his administration because I didn't want him to go there on the shots and other things. I wanted it to stay positive in what he talked about. And I think for the most part, he did that. 
I, I started to think he was going on too much, too long into the economy that he wasn't going to hit into some other areas. Because when I was thinking today, what I needed to see in the speech was I needed to see the OG of MAGA. What was MAGA about? What were the main things that people were chanting? When they were in the crowds at the rallies, they were chanting, drain the swamp and they were chanting, lock her up. And lock her up was not even was not specific just to Hillary. She was included in that. One of the best moments he ever had on the campaign trail was when he talked about her crimes and said that if she was president, that if he was president, she would be in jail. Some people are sad that he didn't follow up on that, but he didn't control the Department of Justice. And we now know that he really we now know he didn't know at the time what we know now, which was the extent of the corruption in the FBI and the DOJ and how at the time he said that there was no likelihood that was going to happen, given the the extent of the FBI and the DOJ. Um, I think he and, and what America was feeling at that it was drain the swamp. It was lock her up because the American people knew at that point we had two sets of laws. One for the elites and one for us peasants. And we knew the reason why MAGA, the Republican Party right now wants to blame Trump for whatever failures they think took happen, that they think happened in the midterm elections. This is an important time to remind everybody that Trump happened because of the Republican Party failures. The American people and voters, including Democrats and independents, who cry, who came over and voted for Republicans in 2014 to give them the control of both the Senate and the House, was because the Republican Party had promised to do what? Seal the border and replace Obamacare. And then they did nothing. It's the Republican Party that gave us Trump. We had to, we held our nose and continued to reelect re- some of these Republicans so that we could have an outsider to come in and clean up the crap and get done what they never, ever delivered on doing. And they want to blame him for the elections. We're going to take a break. We come back. I'm going to share with you guys some we're going to get into some of more the meat of the speech itself. And then we've actually got somebody coming on who's at Mar-a-Lago tonight to kind of get tell us a little bit what it was like to be in that room. It's Adam Weiss. He's going to be here at the bottom half of the hour to tell us what was it like to be there? What is he hearing on the ground from people there? What's he hearing from the media? What does he really think how big this movement still is? So stay tuned. Andrea K. Show on the Trump announcement tonight. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show, continuing to dissect, if you will, Trump's announcement tonight in his speech. Um, I thought he struck a really good tone. He was talking in regards to the midterms. He talked about how the elections were a week ago, despite a long period of waiting. The Republicans won back the House, and it was with a Trump endorsed candidate our very own california's very own kevin kiley was officially announced today couldn't have taken should not have taken over a week probably they were trying to figure out how in the world they could steal it from him funny how they don't show that on fox or cnn absolutely and why did kevin kiley who how did he become uh, a, a maga candidate that that could win because he went so hard full on he was like a mini trump from the state legislature that went after gavin newsom he went harder against gavin newsom than anybody else in the state Right. And it just goes to show how you do not have to. Kevin Kiley proved, first of all, he blew out of the water the whole stupid, nonsensical Trump's, Trump's to blame for the midterm. They were, I told somebody today, 
You've got to realize how the Republican establishment is trying to get rid of MAGA when they're piling on the stupidity that Trump's to blame for the midterms before all the votes have even been counted, before the MAGA candidates have even been, even been declared winners or losers. And tonight, thanks to a Trump-backed candidate, you're welcome, Republican Party. A MAGA candidate endorsed by Trump gave you control of the House of Representatives and fired Nancy Pelosi. But what were we hearing from the Republican Party today? That the Republican establishment was threatening to work with the Democrats on the Speaker of the House. I'm not sure. I think there's time. Some of us really wanted to see Trump go really hard at the establishment tonight. I think there's time for that. I think when he talked about... uh, Uh, He then later, but I'm going to get into a little bit of the deep state and the establishment in a minute, but I do want to continue with the elections because he came back to it and he, and he circled back to the elections and I thought he struck a really good tone because he didn't talk about how 2020 was stolen from him. He talked about how um, our elections were a third world country and how he, and he kind of did like a little wink. I know better than anybody about how, you know, um, oh, I, I, at one point he said something like, uh, he was talking about China and the Chinese Communist Party and how they, they, you know, had a hand. He thinks they might have had a hand in the 2020 elections wink. Um, and then later when he was talking about election security, it was like he said something that was another tongue in cheek wink moment. It was kind of like, um, uh, you know, the need for election integrity, like I might know a little something about that. And he said that he is going to immediately, he wants to restore confidence and trust in the election. And he immediately is going to push for voter ID, same day voting and paper ballots. That was a home run. That's a home run for me. How did the weak Republicans and even conservatives respond to the midterms? We're just not doing enough to push to work to 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 push that early vote harder. Yeah, we need to get in on this absentee ballot ground game. I saw somebody today, Amanda Head. She was like, really? You've got um, so much of the ground game going on for the Democrats involves these urban areas where it's a lot easier for them to to do ballot harvesting. You've got these suburban neighborhoods for Republicans where they're supposed to be going up and down hills and going up. And down, I mean, it's like, no. That's that feeds in the, into what the Democrats want. The Democrats love when after after an election, whether it's primaries, midterms or whatever, for the, for the Republican Party to go, you know what? We didn't go Democrat hard enough. We didn't chase what the Democrats are doing hard enough. We didn't become Democrat enough. All of these methods of election convenience are implemented by the Democrats for a purpose because they know that they can use it to kick our butts. How could they not kick our butts when everybody had to show up on 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 uh, election day? And one of the reasons why they wanted all these conveniences is because you uh, uh, and somebody explained this today historically. And then we're going to take a break and bring in Adam Weiss, who was down in Mar-a-Lago. One of the things I heard somebody talk about today, and it was Darren Beatty from Revolver. And he was talking about how there was a time in this country where not everybody could go vote. And I'm not even just talking about the fact that we denied women or African-Americans the right to vote. You had to own property because you had to have skin in the game. You had to be like an investor in the country in a sense, right? If you don't have enough skin in the game that you're not willing to get off your butt, put the gaming device down and go to the polls, maybe you shouldn't be voting. These conveniences are for a purpose because the Democrats know that that's how you get the no information voter. That's how you get the worst of society 
to be swaying the outcome of elections, while the rest of us have to step out of a seven-hour line in Arizona to go back and do our job, right? Hat tip to Trump for that one. Going to take a break. We come back. I'm going to share with you some more because I'm loving also what he said about um, some things about Congress and an amend- and that he's going to push for a national amendment involving Congress. We're going to share that with you when we come back as well. And Adam Weiss is going to be here. He was He's probably even going to be calling from Mar-a-Lago as we speak. Stay tuned. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Our apologies. I know I promised you guys Adam Weiss from Mar-a-Lago, but evidently he's in Mar-a-Lago, stuck in an upstairs part of Mar-a-Lago and can't get downstairs to where he could get cell phone service. He's kind of stuck. And um, I didn't think about that. There's like a thousand people there. There's international media there. Um, so um, we're going to get him on tomorrow night's show because it would be fun to talk to somebody who was there. I'm kind of curious to hear um, what is being said. Um, the listener just emailed uh, to me um, what she had to say about it. wonderful once again to, once again to hear someone rooting for all of us. I love the man. Hey, is anyone else touting what he accomplished? Godspeed, Mr. President. No, not not one. Not the Republican Party did nothing really to help to, to help him in 2020. They wanted to get rid of him in 2020. They couldn't wait to get rid of him in 2020. Look at what they did. They they partnered with. Look, Liz Cheney partner and the rest of them all partnered to try to use January 6th, actually denied security on January 6th, all to try to stop him from running for re-election. They're certainly not out there talking about the MAGA movement. One of the things he said was that <clears throat> he talked about um, that what we face as a nation requires a non-conventional candidate. It requires a movement candidate. And he's absolutely right. And that was him in 2016. And that was him in 2016. And it needs to be him again. And I now, like that he not only listed some of the accomplishments, Andrea, but he said that he has been the only president to fulfill all of these promises that he's made to the nation. Right. Um, I, I, I was writing furiously. I'm having trouble reading some of my... Um, he said that uh, that some other things he talked about was how he wanted a ban on Congress getting rich from insider trading. He talked about how he wanted a lifetime ban on Congress people from being able to lobby because they make a fortune while they're in Congress on inside trading. Then they leave Congress and they go be lobby. They go be lobbyist to go and lobby Congress and they make a gazillion dollars. Another thing that he said is he wanted he was going to push for constitutional amendment for congressional term limits. And I know that that's uh, controversial because there are those that say that if somebody doesn't have to fear re-election, that then they'll just go there and do whatever they want. They won't feel that they have to represent the people. When was the last time anybody went there and actually represented the people? We've got a handful. We've got Josh Hawley, maybe. We've got Andy Biggs. We've got Marjorie Taylor Greene. We've got so few that actually go there to represent the people that I think that's kind of a nonsensical uh, that's the Pelosi rebuttal. conundrum. Exactly. They don't. They go there and they don't leave. The and we've got two and and there's many issues surrounding it. But you look at right now. We're looking at continued leadership, the same leadership that we've had. That's done nothing to fulfill any of the promises they make to the, uh, have made on the campaign trail for decades. But we've got the power of the the incumbency to deal with because name recognition matters. These are the people that control. 
the 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 money. They get these powerful positions because they're the ones that raise the money for the party. Did you guys know that typically the person who's the Speaker of the House gets that position because they raise the most money for the party? It's as though they're really buying these committee assignments. And so we can never get rid of them, right? Term limits is the is one of the only ways that we're going to be able to to take the power back. He talked about how, um, again, and similar to what he said on the day of his inauguration in 2017, when he said, today is the day that we return uh, the power to the people. Man, that's what sent a chill up the spine of everybody. That's why he needed to go scorched earth and fire everybody day one, because they didn't want the power returned to us. The entire power struggle, what every bit of this is about, is about the establishment, the uniparty system, wanting us peasants to shut our mouths. They're happy to have Twitter and Facebook and everybody else. They're happy to have us canceled. They're happy to have us fired if we speak up. They, 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 they know that there's a two-party system. They're a part of it. And not so many words, Andrea. A couple of times he said what, that for first day in office, once he's elected, he's going to get some of this stuff done. Absolutely. He talked about how these uh, the, uh, um, we are all Americans and we don't have to endure What's gone on? We are the greatest moment in history. It's about love for America. We have not yet seen the true glory of what this nation be- can become, but we have to get out of the ditch first. We are Americans and we don't have to endure what's going on here. He said these, those were our corridors of power. We are coming to take those corridors back. And that was clearly a nod to January 6th. And he's right. I'm sick and tired of hearing about January 6th from the lens, like like a, a national radio host. First time I've ever screamed over anything that I've seen on my TV was when I saw feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. I can't tell you how angry that made me. You didn't scream when the towers came down because of Osama bin Laden? You screamed because there were feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk like she's like all that does is is further the narrative and cement the narrative that they're that we're the peasants. There are rulers. I didn't know. Was there anything he, he talked about the FBI and the DOJ and how it was weaponized? He made some jokes about Eric Trump and had him stand up and said Al Capone didn't get subpoenaed as much as as Eric Trump. Billy the Kid didn't even get a subpoena. Um, he talked about this. It was tagged on to rebuilding the military and that uh, the the weaponization of the Justice Department, he said, it needs a top-to-bottom overhaul. That's when people started drain, chanting, drain the swamp. He talked about the FBI offering a million dollars to get Christopher Steele to lie about the Steele dossier. Then they had to pay Denchenko a couple hundred grand and he's like, why didn't you raid Hillary Clinton's house? Over 33,000 emails. Why didn't you raid Bushy's house? Why didn't you raid Barack Obama? Do you think he went um, far enough there with the, with the discussion? He didn't mention the January 6th defendants. Uh, he didn't mention any of the um, 
Well, before I move on, do you think he went far enough there with the weaponization and the FBI and the DOJ? I think he did. I, I think he went far enough. I think he was just being careful on the word, it, the, the the verbiage he was using. Well, yeah, because I think that it was about striking a tone tonight. It's about re, it's about his tone beginning to end was very consistent. Yeah, and I think it was about saying, "Here's my agenda items," and he said at the end, "This is just uh, this is just scratching the surface." I don't think he needed to to say to everybody what he would do. I do. Um, and I think there's more as as it gets closer to election day in 2024. He's obviously going to divulge that. Right. I think I think some of the things that were left out were smart. I'm like I think it was smart for him to not go there with the shots. I think it was smart for him to talk about COVID in the sense of we were doing great beforehand. Where we, it came from. Where yeah, where it came from and by the fall of 2020 we were back on an economic rebound. I would have liked it, and he stayed away from lockdowns. He stayed away from the shots and stayed. But I think he's going to have to address that at some oh, point. Oh, he will because it's uh, his base. There's there's a lot of there there of what you and I have talked about consistently here on the show. Yeah, yeah, because the the virus was real, and the way it was exploited for power, including the manipulation of the White House. To do the 14 days to flatten the curve. He could even curve. say that. He was manipulated. He was manipulated. I think that going forward, I do think he, he needs to think about how he's going to frame that. Because if you're going to talk about draining the swamp, you've got to talk about big pharma. And you've got to t- how it, in these shots and how his intention, he trusted people in, in the, quote, scientific community because he wanted to provide a solution. That's who he is. And he mustered all of the institutions together for that, only to find out that he had been lied to and manipulated. And, and that does not, that Andrea, if he said that even tonight, I would not think that made him look weak. No, it doesn't. Because as the president of any organization, certainly any government, it, you're not, you know, it's not your job to know. Um, I don't you know. have the experts around you. So what the advice they're giving you, you're going to take that right. for the most part at face value. Right. I mean, this guy was the head of the NIH. I mean, been f- around for decades, right? I mean, you know, really, he shouldn't have been. And we now know, you know, the extent. I mean, there's the book about the real Anthony Fauci, right? Um, so that's one thing that I he, he didn't really go there. He'll have to address that. The other thing he didn't talk about, and we're going we're gonna to discuss this when we come back, is any of this, the wokeism and social issues. He's very comfortable talking economy. That's great. He's very comfortable talking deep state. And he is the only person, one of the things he alluded to, too, that I really liked. He is the only person who knows what it's like to have the jackboot of tyranny on him. He said anybody, this will require more than a conventional candidate. And it requires somebody who who has base. I'm going to paraphrase here, who has gone, knows what it's like to go up against the forces of evil and, 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 and have the, and have the strength to go up against it is one of the things he taught. And that's he's, true. He's, I didn't need this. That's I, true. I, I could have sat back. I was living a wonderful life. Right. Because let me tell you, there is not one Republican. If, 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 if there's any Republican that would get the nomination, that would not be in the crosshairs means they're a Democrat. That's that's what that means. We don't want a Republican nominee that's not going to be targeted by the deep state. Because that means that they're a part of the problem.
We're going to take a break. We come back. What were the social issues that he didn't talk about in wokeism? And what do we think he should? How should he be handling those issues when we go forward? This is the Andrea K. Show. We are breaking down Trump's big announcement speech tonight. 888-344-1170. Did you like it? Did you dig it? What was missing from the speech? Give us a call. And email me at andreakshow.com. AK, dynamite in a dress. Or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her. She's on The Answer San Diego. Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests, and my fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right now. (laughs) Yes, indeedy. That was part, that was the opening of the big announcement tonight. And our buddy, our friend and yours, Don Jans, is on the line, author of such books like Liberty, not Liberty and Tyranny, that's Mark Levin. The Road to Tyranny, as well as Brush Fires for Freedom. I'm losing my voice. I've been talking so much is on the line now to give you guys his perspective on the speech, and he joins me now. Hello, Don Jans. Hello. And republic versus democracy doesn't matter. Right. I thought Trump nailed it. I thought, I thought he hit the middle of the bullseye. He was what we can be. He dealt with problems positively, said we can overcome these. He was... He was inspirational. Uh, the only, if he keeps this tone, nobody, nobody can even come close to opposing him for the nomination. And the Dems will have to really, really up their cheating game to beat him. I thought he was spot on. I, I agree. I thought the tone was brilliant. Uh, you know, the, the, the left is spending tonight. Here's what they were saying, Don Jans. They are saying it was low energy. It was teleprompter Trump. It's like when he goes off prompter, they criticize him for being off prompt. I mean, if that's the only thing that they can criticize Trump for tonight, they, that just says that your analysis is spot on. He knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Was there anything that he, that he left out of the speech that you felt like he needed to address tonight? No, no. And, and here's the reason why, because you can't go into everything okay. at the same time. I, I, there, is so, there is, frankly, in our nation today, everything that's taking place is negative. And if you deal on that, then you get down into the, into the, into the uh, mud with them. No, I think he kept it positive. I think the best thing, one of the best things he did, and he didn't dwell on it, is the swamp. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People started chanting before the show tonight. I said I I, I had actually made a list of things I wanted to hear tonight. And one of the things that I, I, on, on my notes, I typed up was hashtag drain the swamp. And because that was that was the OG, that's what that was one of the key things of of the original MAGA. And one of the things that they immediately on day one worked to take from him was his ability to drain the swamp. They circled the wagons on him with Jeff Sessions recusing himself, Mueller being brought in. Um, you know, and then the Republican Party had the excuse that Trump can't do anything because he's under investigation. And, you know, and, and basically he was hamstrung on everything but the economy and which he knocked out of the park. And then he also yeah. talked about the Abraham Accords, but, you know, draining the swamp. And, and, and some people thought he needed to go scorched earth tonight, come out really hard against the establishment. But in, as I was beginning to listen, this was just, you know, it was what America needed to hear tonight. It's yeah. the positivity. So often, so often we get into that 
circle of defending ourselves. And when you start defending yourselves, you become very, very negative. I was very, very happy that Trump didn't get into any name calling, that he Mm -hmm. didn't get into any of that type of rhetoric. But he said, this is what we can be. This is who we are. This is what America was meant to be. We we must move forward. Yeah. And I thought he moved forward. I loved how he talked about, you know, that it's they need a movement candidate. And the movement is about the young and the old, the Hispanic and the Asians, the grandmothers, the construction workers, the doctors, the farmers, the entrepreneurs. I mean, and, and that will reminded me, too, of MAGA. MAGA was really about the forgotten man and woman. It was about the worker who had been abandoned by both parties, right, with the open borders. I mean, who's taking jobs away from the African-Americans? It's these, these you know, illegal aliens coming across the border. He's And I thought he did a good job, too, in, in a lot of his talk about the border and, and about how um, what he had done with Remain in Mexico and catch and release and, and what he talked mm-hmm. about there with fentanyl um all in all i i he i i am going to want um remmer uh one of the people in the is a name that many people don't know he is one of the leaderships in the republican party he is running for whip uh in, in the house oh yes uh, one of the things that he had said was he wanted to keep any and all social issues out of the republican party but you know better than anybody don jans with your understanding of communism and marxism it is the cultural marxist movement that will really destroy us from within and we yes. have to deal with that we've only got a minute left give us 30 seconds before i wrap up on what trump needs to do going forward to address these social issues i think trump has to address the social issues they are key key to our freedom it is always the we have to be a virtuous society. A virtuous society is a free society. A, a, a society that, is, that is, is unrighteous always dwell, always goes into tyranny. And we mm-hmm. have to stay very positive about our virtue and we have to stress it. Yeah, and we have to right, and that and the war right now on the virtue in this in this country is an attack on the children, and he can yeah. reach those mama bears and those papa bears by talking about that more as we go forward. Don Jans, thank you for for calling in tonight and sharing your perspective, and not just because you agree with me, <laughs> even though I love that. Thank you, my dear. You're right. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, thank you for being here, uh, Skins. Anything you want to wrap up with as we as we leave? No criticism of tonight's uh, speech. I will expect details going forward, but well done, former President Trump. Let's keep this conversation rolling. I want to hear your comments. Call us on the 24-hour hotline, 844-814-5227. Email me at Andrea K. Show, and we will see you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time, right here on The Answer San Diego. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com. 